T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Obviously, throughout the season, bumps and bruises here and there, and sometimes affecting mechanics. Um just trying to find what what fits best but I felt like la- this last week just mechanically felt as sound as I've, I've ever been really throwing the football so again just making sure we're, we're practicing good practice uh, habits and coach Brady did a good job last week of started doing some individual drills again filling the base get back to where it needs to be just being as balanced as I can be in my in my throwing motion I felt felt good coming out of the hand so just got to continue practicing this up it's Bill's quarterback Josh Allen talking about some of his Throwing mechanics and things. Zach, do you know what happened on this day in 2017? You said this to me in the break, and my thought immediately went to, oh, it was the super ugly playoff game against Jacksonville. No. Then I have no idea. 2017 was like 15 years ago to me. Sean McDermott was hired as head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Really? Oh, the playoff game would have been in 2018. Yep. That's right. That's right. So, seven years ago today, Sean McDermott becomes coach of the Buffalo Bills. Look at that. They, Probably right after they got eliminated I from the playoffs or whatever. I feel like they hired him <laughs> very quickly then in that run. Right. Yeah, it was one of those. I don't, I don't remember it being a, a quick hiring. I mean, maybe our, our, our guest here maybe even remembers that day. Josh Reed on the West Her Hotline. Josh, good morning. How are we doing today? Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm doing I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I I woke up to snow though, Josh, and I you don't know me too well, but like winter is my nemesis. So it, like a lot to like my Batman, it's my Joker, and I just I I just, are you seeing the weather for this Sunday, man? I I am there. I'm <sighs> with you. I'm not a I'm not a winter guy. Um I never have been and I I've only lived in the northeast. So that's the jokes on me, I guess. Right. So like we we get the pain. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I did see the weather forecast for Sunday. It looks like winter has uh, was delayed, but it is going to arrive. It seems um, just in time for the postseason. But uh, yeah, it looks like looks like uh, both teams are going to be dealing and fan base and ba- both fan bases because we all know Steelers fans travel a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's, we're all going to be dealing with a little bit of uh, of the uh, snow. So, I mean, like on that, though, I mean, you, we all kind of knew if weather came into effect here, the Steelers might be a team that could take advantage of it. How do you see this affecting the Bills game plan themselves on offense? Do you see them trying to maybe be a team that goes back to the run or are they a team like the Eagle? I mean, with, during the Eagles game, there was some particip- uh, precipitation there and they seemed to not care. They were throwing the hell out of the ball that game. Yeah, I think that I don't think that they're going to deviate too far from everything that's made them successful the last couple of weeks. And I think one of the big elements of that has been Josh Allen running the ball. I mean, we you know we talked so much at the beginning of the season about 
Josh Allen running too much and risking himself and his health too much with the idea that save it for when it matters, right? Well, you know, this, these, this last month and a half, it's mattered, right? Because they, they're, the room for error, the margin for error was almost non-existent. And now it is non-existent. Like now if you don't win, it, it all comes to an end. So, uh, you know, we've seen Josh Allen designed run plays for him and the offense become more and more the norm. And I fully expect that again on Sunday. Um, yeah, I just I, – I, I don't think they're going to deviate too much, though, from what they've done well. Um, I don't think all of a sudden we're going to see the Bills run the ball 60 times. I think that they'll be try to be as balanced as possible. To your point, I think the weather it does benefit the Steelers. Uh, how much? I don't know. I mean, both of these teams are so used to playing in, in weather. But, look, if you're looking to give one team a little bit of an advantage over the other – not even an advantage over, but does it help the Steelers a little bit? Sure. I, I mean, they need a lot of help, though, in this one, and I, it, the weather's not going to be enough. I'm, I'm glad that's the attitude you're taking. I, I almost, I find myself almost getting nervous that I'm, I'm looking at this game, I see the 10 points spread, and I'm like, yeah, it, that makes complete sense. Like, they don't have TJ Watt, Mason Rudolph's their quarterback. Like, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get excited for this game in the sense of, like, it could be close, but, like, I know if it's close, I'm just going to be annoyed. But, on your Josh Allen point, we heard a clip coming in, and Josh was pretty open about the fact that in the second half of that game, he felt the ball was was coming out of his hands better than it had all year. What did you see Sunday night against Miami? Did, did you do you believe Josh and him saying that? Have, have you seen him maybe throwing a better this year, or, or do you see this maybe as a sign of like be, we could be going on a heater here pretty soon? Yeah, you know what? It was almost a. I don't want to call it a throwaway comment after the game in Miami, but he said it and it kind of just, I don't know, there were so many storylines and them clinching and everything that it kind of became just a comment and him talking. Then you went back and went, wow, this, this could be good. Look, I'm not going to be the person to sit here and tell you that I know and I can break down throwing mechanics of every quarterback in the NFL. I, I have no idea. You know, I know what it looks like though, what a, quarterback is comfortable and uncomfortable and I know what one looks like when he's confident and when he's struggling with confidence and a confident Josh Allen look even if it's just in his head right just even if it's just in his head that that could make the world of a difference I mean I mean you talk about a Josh Allen a confident Josh Allen there's no team that the Bills couldn't go out on the field and just just do away with. I mean, they could roll through the postseason if he gets on a heater because we've seen it. We've seen, and quite frankly, the Steelers have seen it, right? Don't forget last season mm-hmm. when they faced the Steelers, that 38-3 game, Josh Allen threw for a career high, 424 yards. He's never thrown for more yards in a game. That game, four touchdowns. He gets on a heater and he starts to get confident. Look out! We, we, we could be uh, this could be a fun ride the next couple of weeks. So the Bills had their first practice yesterday. It was just a walkthrough, but one name that popped up on the injury report that didn't practice was Gabe Davis. If he can't play this weekend, and, and again, it's early on, so we don't really know yet. But if he can't play this weekend, how much do you think that's going to change the Bills' offensive game plan, if at all? Because you know Gabe's had a bit of struggles lately as we've gone down the stretch here but it is still another name that's not in the lineup. So do you think that's going to really affect things that much, or what do you think is going to happen there? I, I don't think the Bills' offense is better 
without Gabe Davis. I mean, you're taking away one of one of the guys who Josh Allen has a ton of reps with, and in his, you know, despite some of the flaws along the way, he has produced, and in the postseason, he's produced. However, with that being said, you know, Gabe's big big strength is going down the field. I mean, if we're talking about a weather game where maybe you can't push it down the field quite as quite as much, and that maybe we're looking at Trent Sherfield and Khalil Shakir, you know, running stuff a little bit underneath the defense. You know, let's face it, how often do we talk about how defenses are trying to force the Bills to throw it five, six yards down the field, take their time, moving the ball down the field to score touchdowns and aren't giving they're not they not they're not allowing Josh to take that deep shot as often as they used to. Well, to me, that fits Khalil Shakir's game perfectly because we've seen it. He gets the ball in his hands six yards down the field. He can turn that into 26 pretty quickly. I I really like how he's developed, in particular the second half of the season. I I, I really do. I, I like what I've seen from him a lot. In fact, I would love to see him even more involved. And, you know, maybe this means more targets for Dalton Kincaid in the offense. So if Gabe Davis isn't in there, well, once again, I don't think it makes the Bills' offense better, but I do see many different ways where they can adjust and, and be just as effective. On the Western Hotline, Josh Reed, Channel 4, WIVB Sports Director. Josh, we do know you're going to have well, you know, a little bit of a busy night tonight. Bills kick off live later tonight. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we've got Buffalo, a special edition of Buffalo Kickoff Live, the same crew that you see every single Sunday. We're going to do it from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock on Channel 4. We'll be breaking down everything that you could possibly want to know about the Bills' uh, playoff game, the wildcard playoff game coming up against the Steelers. Um, should be, it'll be a good time. It always is. Um, you know, we've got, like I said, we've got the entire crew there for an hour talking about the game and getting ready as if, you know, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm going, how is it only Thursday? Like, I, I'm at that point of the week. I don't know where you guys are yet, but I'm at the point right, of the week. Right there like, with you. <laughs> okay, how is it not tomorrow? How is the game not tomorrow, right? Yeah, this week this week has gone by incredibly slow. And then with all the other AFC games being on Saturday, it's one that's nice because you get to watch all of them, but then it's like, well, why aren't the Bills there? That's, that's kind of random, you know? So with that being said, though, how do you feel about – other AFC matchups coming into this weekend, like what are you keeping your eye on in all the other games going on? You know, I think just like everybody else, you know, I'll, I'm very interested to see how that Dolphins-Chiefs game plays out because I, I look at the Dolphins as a team that they are circling the drain and they are circling it quickly. Chiefs, you're looking at a team who got to rest last week. You know, they had nothing on the line week 18. So they got a chance to sit back, rest, break down film. You know, I'm sure they were studying every possible opponent. So they got a little jump start on probably studying, you know, what the Dolphins do. Um, It's in Kansas City. We know, right, firsthand how tough that team is to beat in the postseason there. Um, December, January, I mean, they're just – they're so good at home this time of year. Patrick Mahomes is just a difference maker. I'm, I'm really interested to see how that one plays out. Um, the other one is, you know, can Joe Flacco do it again? I mean, it's just that storyline is just absurd to me. I mean, here's a guy who is just kind of chilling and hanging out, and all of a sudden he is 
lighting defenses up and looks it looks like he's giving the Browns a puncher's chance to come out of the AFC. Look, by no means is they be the favorite, but man, I, they, that's a team that seems to be on a roll, and that defense is so good. And how's that defense match up with Stroud in, in the Houston Texans? I mean, I, I think that's going to be a really fun game to watch as well. And I, and I love that that's the game that get, that gets the wild card weekend rolling. You you get that four or five matchup. I, I I've made jokes of it, but it, it really does feel serious. Joe Flacco in quarterback age is seventy five years old and just doesn't care. Like he's just he's throwing it. He's he's always been a, a rocket arm quarterback. Somehow still has it at his age. David and Joe, who's become like a real matchup nightmare. Amari Cooper's been awesome. Cleveland has become a real big threat. But Josh, before we get you out of here. As a also college football lover myself, I am a Texas Longhorns fan. You may not know that, so I was I was I was keyed in on the playoffs. I hear you are a Michigan fan, so you must have had a yeah, very exciting indeed. Monday night, and it paid off for the first time since '97. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a while since uh, since Michigan fans have been able to celebrate uh, a championship, and uh, suddenly things are starting to go their way. And I here's the thing. Um, if you maybe you don't know this, I grew up in Northeast Ohio, so I grew up surrounded by Buckeyes fans. Um, my my my, I have family members though that that grew up in Michigan, and then when I when I was young, you know, you're talking about early '80s, mid '80s, the Big Ten was always on, like they were always the primetime ABC game. So I got I loved Bo Schembechler. I was always kind of a coach's guy, you know. I grew up in the Schembechler. Uh, Hayden Fry at Iowa era in, uh, in Michigan was just, I loved the helmets as a little kid. And so it, it finally paid off, though. And, and of course, um, suddenly my friends from back in Ohio are not answering my phone calls. They, uh, they, I, I get sent directly to voicemail the last, uh, last two days, and that's fine. That's a shame. That's a shame. On, on Michigan, though, I, I, hey, two, real quick, two questions. Real quick, oh, yeah. real quick, I do want to say this. Shout out to John Scott uh, from Spectrum News because I know he's an Ohio State fan. So I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say it's another it's another good morning uh, as a Michigan fan. There was some good news for Ohio State today. Uh, Mike Abuka, a wide receiver who was projected as a, a relatively high pick coming into this season for the NFL draft, he's going to be staying another year at Ohio State. But Josh, I, I do want to get your thoughts, of course. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, he has been the story of college football all year, whether it being suspended for a few games and now at the end of the season potentially leaving. How do you feel, I guess, like, do you think he's going to leave? And if so, how, how do you feel about that, especially now having him brought an undefeated season, national championship season? Yeah, I don't think he's going to leave. I think when push comes to shove, he ends up staying. Um the one thing that you know is pretty pretty clear about Jim Harbaugh is, is he he is a Michigan guy. He loves being and he is the talk of college football. You just said that he goes to the NFL. Is he the talk? He's not. He's not really. I mean, I the mean, day he's hired, maybe, but then someone else will get the hired day the next he's day. He's hired, but after that, right? Mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. that, he's just another cog in the huge college football. Or, sorry, the NFL wheel, right? He's just. I just feel like because of the transfer portal and everything that goes on in college football, I don't know about your sense, but my sense is the NFL is a lot more about the players and the stars. College football, I mean, Nick Saban just retired, and I mean, it just became, it was like, whoa, 
Nick Saban. Now, I know Belichick did today, so that's the equivalent, and that that's huge news. I don't know. I just feel like in college there's a little bit more spotlight on head coaches. You know, the James Franklins, the Jim, uh, the Jim Harbaugh's, just – I don't know. I just Lane Kiffin. I don't know Saban. It's just you know even the ones that struggle like Ryan Day. You know here's the guy who at Ohio State has really struggled. Right? He can't beat Michigan. He doesn't win bowl games. That's like a big talking point. You know mm-hmm. he's the equivalent of I don't know. You know an NFL you know head coach who's about 500 every single year and he's not winning the big games. Can't quite get into the postseason. And that head coach in the NFL is just kind of an afterthought. And college football is a huge, it's a huge storyline. I, I just, I think he stays. I think Michigan's going to, you know, they have so much money. These college football programs, mm-hmm. they're gonna, they're gonna hand them a blank check and go, well, you just fill it out and let us know. L- let us know. We'll make sure there's enough money in there for it to clear. I do. I think he stays. And if he doesn't, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm good with it. Same way I was with LeBron when he left after bringing Cleveland a championship. You. T- you did your job. We're good here. Like if you if you feel like the grass is greener on the other side, we're cool. I'm good with it. So if he does leave, then more power to him. That Michigan job is going to be very attractive to uh, some qualified uh, head coaches. Love it. I and I I would love to see Harbaugh stay in college. I'm with you 100. percent I think it's very much coach-driven, college basketball, college football, really college sports in general, they're the fixtures that stay. I mean, a lot of these athletes, uh, yes, because of the COVID year, we're now getting quarterbacks who stay for like seven years, which is insane. But <laughs> yeah. they're, they're the constants. They're, they're the ones that stay there. But, yeah, I, uh, Harbaugh staying at Michigan would be a lot of fun because they do feel like they're on the precipice of being something long-term, especially now with the 12-team playoff. And, as you brought up, Ryan Day just cannot seem to beat Michigan. Really, really fun. And he'll quickly become – if he hasn't already, and I know that he has in some eyes, he'll quickly become like the evil head coach, right? He will become oh, yeah. the heel. Oh, right? he Saban just retired. Uh, they they need to fill that role. Saban, right? He'll become Saban. And now obviously he's got to win some more championships. I just mean as far as the guy that, you know how it is, everybody hates the guy that's always on top. Like at some point if Michigan gets there, and look, I like Jim Harbaugh, but I can also – easily see how people would be annoyed with the guy who chugs milk out of the container that guy you know he doesn't drink he drinks milk you know that i I can get it i can get there and i think it's a fun storyline if he sticks be a lot of fun josh thank you so much for the time this morning Uh, hopefully we get to talk again soon go bills yeah absolutely guys thanks for having me be safe because you know, I'm sure the, the weather's coming and, and everything. So be safe out on the roads and take care of yourselves. Absolutely, Josh. You as well. That was Josh Reed on the Western Highline Channel 4 and WIVB Sports Director. I was going to hit him with the gold blue. I physically can't do it. I, I just, oh, I can't do it either. No, I, I was nope. going to do it. Oh, <laughs> I can't. I will just go go Bills here. It's always hook em horns, baby. But, I, oh, man, I have yet to hear someone say they thought Harbo was going to stay. I'm, yeah, I, you that was saw my kind of reaction. that was kind of surprising. I didn't think he was going to say that. And we're not on camera, but I did like a whole thing where like I stepped back and I was like, "Wow!" I, just, <laughs> I, I haven't heard anyone really. I, I think also with some conviction, be like, "No, I think you're going to stay." But he laid it out, I think, perfectly. In mm-hmm. the NFL, you're just a guy. Harbaugh goes from like, the, and, and he is. He was the story of college football all year, and now after an undefeated national championship winning season, and 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 Josh brought up there too. 
This is their first national title since 97, but even in 97, it was a split title, right. I believe, with Nebraska. Yep. And so, you know, their first outright title, Josh, since the 1940s. I mean, like, Harbaugh is now Michigan. Yeah. And and I think he's spot on. I, the booster's there, the school, blank check, just text us by five so it'll clear. You know, <laughs> I think it's going to be one of those things, and I, I would be very fascinated in it, too. And I think... Harbaugh may also look at it, too, as his own legacy. Look, he coached a lot in college as well at San Diego State and at Stanford, where he was very, very good. I mean, he he made his name in college first before making that jump to San Francisco in the NFL. He may also look at a guy like Nick Saban retiring and go, it's my time to shine, baby. Right. I just I just won my first national title. Yes, I'm probably going to lose J.J. McCarthy. But as as Josh pointed out, and I think, I think this is what is going to make college football in the next few years with this 12-team playoff much more – have have much more parity. Go get a quarterback and transfer portal. Yeah, you'll, I mean, that's, like you'll like you'll have your your freshmen and stuff like that that you want to bring up and retro freshmen sophomores and such. If you need to get somebody, go get them. And and you're dominating Ohio State now. Ohio State, yes, is still somewhat of a football factory, but Ryan Day just hasn't been able to prove he can beat you. And yes, you're bringing in you know the Oregon's and 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 the USC's and the Washingtons and the UCLA's over to the Big Ten. But now with that 12 team playoff. It's not end-all, be-all as well. going to be very, very exciting. Do got to hit a quick timeout here. We are taking your calls, 803-0550. If you do want to join the conversation, talk Bills, Steelers. If you want to jump in on some football talk with college and Nick Saban retiring, Bill Belichick also, that press conference coming up in about a half hour with him and Robert Kraft. We'll absolutely take those as well. Again, 803-0550. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, hanging out with you here on the Extra Point Show, and you're listening to WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The margin for error was almost non-existent. And now it is non-existent. But now if you don't win, it it all comes to an end. So, uh, you know, we've seen Josh Allen designed run plays for him and the offense become more and more the norm and I fully expect that again on Sunday that was Josh Reed if you did miss our interview with Josh in the last time you can find that over on the Odyssey app using the rewind feature or over on our website WGR550.com talking there a little bit about you know, what you know what should we expect there with Josh Allen I the comment and I think Josh was spot on with this also, Josh. There's too many of us. There's, 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 too, a, there's a lot of I, I I love that we're all named Josh. There's Josh Allen, Josh Reed, myself. Um, Zach Jones? Nope. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so hard when I'm in there producing and, like, Jeremy or Joe or Sal or, or whoever's hosting, really, is just like, yeah, and Josh. And I'm, like, on the phone. And you, I, had that, you had that physical reaction. Yeah, I'm like, of like what? Yeah. No, nope, oh, yeah. not me? Okay, cool. I get that whenever Zach Wilson's talked about. 
But that's not that often. It's not that often. Because he's bad. I know. And he doesn't spell his name right. Or does he? No, no, he does. He does. Okay, he's ACH. It's, it's, we're right. fine. But yeah, right. there, there was a fun window there where. Like, I don't Patriots... have to worry about that at all. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're fine. <laughs> how many Evans do you know in the. I mean, there's Evan Ingram, but how many people are talking about Evan Ingram? Evan Neal. There we go. We're, we're, we're on <laughs> offensive linemen we're by the <laughs> second player. But so, like, yeah, like, it was a weird period of like a three week run where uh, we had Zach Wilson mm-hmm. at the Jets and then Mac Jones. At the Patriots, and like if anyone talked about the AFC East, there was always like this don't say, like don't mix the two names together. Right. And I think Jeremy did it like once, and he just like looked at me through the window and he's like, I, I'm sorry. And it's like, it's fine. You compared me to two bad quarterbacks, but it's fine. Like, you like the both of them, but it's whatever. It's fine. It's also funny because Mac rhymes with Zach. It thought, yeah. But it's te- right. technically, it's McCorkle. That's so awesome. It that needs so what? awesome. If I, if you were him, would you go by Mac or McCorkle? See, I, 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 realistically, Mac. Because my full name is Zachary, but I go by Zach. Yeah, that's me too. Because I go by Josh, and I'm technically Josh. Yeah. So like, as much as I'm like, oh, it's fun. Like, I'd absolutely go by McCorkle. I do it for like two years when I'm 13. Yeah. Just right. I'm trying to be like the fun. And then kid. like maybe like one semester when you're like a freshman in college. Yeah. I'm trying to reinvent myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, but and you always you hand, always wind up back to who you actually are, <laughs> which is always. Fun. On the other hand, it would be my it would 1,000 percent be my Twitter handle. Like it would just be McCorkle. That is true though. Like that, yeah. Th- you cannot do you can't do anything about that. Hmm. Always fun. Always fun. Do want to let you know, though, that join WGR for a special extended playoff edition of Sports Talk Saturday. This Saturday from 10 a.m. I'll be hosting from 10 to 12. And then we'll hand things off to Derek Kramer, who will be on from 12 to 3 as the home of the Bills. Get ready for the wild card weekend. And that is brought to you by Expert Contracting. Expert Contracting for wind damage. Call 716-272-ROOF. Now, with that being said, on Josh's point, Josh Reed's point, on Mr. Josh Allen's point, about the ball leaving his hand better than it had all year. I think, Josh, that's for me. I've now looked at the Miami Dolphins game as two completely different games. The first half felt very much like the Bills this year of, cool, they're putting up yards, they look like the better team, and they're turning the ball over. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, the red zone turnovers actually has not been much of a problem. It's only been one, that one. I was going to say, it was that game. (laughs) That one. But it was turnovers, and it just took you out of potentially scoring you know, drives. But the second half, Josh where he was just dialed in, that throw to Shakir, the deep ball to Diggs. He had Kincaid for, I think, two uh, two longer throws. He looked absolutely dialed in. You had a number of his runs, that third and 13 run, where, I mean, he made people on the Dolphins making business decisions. If that's the Josh Allen coming into this playoffs, and I agree with Josh Reed on this point as well, of just like, it, it maybe only just has to be a mental thing of Allen thinking, hey, I've turned to switch. The ball's coming out crisp. It's coming out clean. Here we go. If the, Half the battle for a lot of these guys is the mental aspect of it. If he has the confidence that it is coming out great, it will. Because he is a pro athlete. He is a pro quarterback. And that, if you're the rest of the NFL, if you're watching the Steelers game as an, as an AFC fan, just like, hey, wild card mm-hmm. game's on at one, baby. We're sitting down. And you see him dialed in. If you were, say, let's give the two wins to Browns and Chiefs, you're sitting there going, oh, hell. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Because if you're the Chiefs, you're going, cool, we're going to Buffalo, and he's dialed in, and they've never beaten us in the playoffs, but now they get us at home. And then if you're the Browns, yep. I, I think most Browns fans, if you really pressed them, would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally assuming the Joe Flacco run's going to end within the next two, three weeks. Yeah. And if you see Allen dialed in like that, your eyes get wide, and you're freaking out. Maybe not out outwardly, but internally, your heart rate's through the roof. Yeah. Even if you're Baltimore. Because let's be serious here, looking at at the Baltimore Ravens, 
Lamar Jackson's not really ever had a good game against the Bills' defense. McDermott has done a very, very good job at, to a certain extent, dealing with Jackson. He will still always get his. He's a lot like Allen and Mahomes in that sense. Like, they will get theirs. You just have to force more bad players or just, or just you know, kind of figure it out to where they can never really go supernova. So if you see that, you're also going to be sitting there going, all right, here we go. I mean, like that's like very quickly on Sunday, the feeling in the playoffs could change very quickly to a feeling of it's 2021 all over again and the Bills are coming. Because, I mean, even, even going into that playoff game against the Patriots, which ultimately winds up being the perfect game, Yes, the Bills were winning, but it was not anything like where you you could call, here comes one of the greatest two-game runs in the playoffs we've ever seen. Likely not. But they put up that performance against New England. And then they topped it, in a sense, against Kansas City, where you're just a bad coaching mistake away from going to an AFC Championship game against the Bengals team, where I've come around now as much as I think that they do not match up well with them. I think that Chiefs, or, excuse me, that Bengals team, Against that Bills team, I think the Bills would have won. Because you remember that AFC Championship game. The Chiefs were on top pretty handedly. Mm-hmm. And it was a really bad end-of-half decision by Mahomes that doesn't make that an almost insurmountable lead for the Chiefs. And then the Bengals have to have one of the best second-half defensive performances I've ever seen in the playoffs to force overtime. <laughs> right. And then they win. The Bengals, I would say, were pretty – I don't want to say lucky. They made their own luck. But to a certain extent, they were lucky in that playoff run to get to a Super Bowl against the Rams. And even then, they got lucky there because Odo Beckham Jr., who was feasting on them, tears his ACL, and it now becomes a closer game because the Rams' offense was really going through Odo Beckham Jr. that night. But to be fair, and I've said this a number of times, the playoffs is very much based off luck a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. It's a a week-to-week game. All year, but then it's even more so in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. you can you can tell just you're you're probably going to see something like that this weekend, where like you said, is Joe Flacco's run going to end, or is it going to get better? Like, is he going to just go out there and cook Houston? Yeah, like he did what like three weeks ago? I think so. Yeah, something like something like that. Yeah. Pretty, pretty recently. Yeah. So I, I just going back going back to the whole like Josh Allen like getting dialed thing like. Obviously, it's the perfect time because it's going to the playoffs, but it's also the perfect scenario because you're going to be dealing with the weather. Like that's been on everyone's in the back of everyone's mind this whole week. You're going to be dealing with the weather if you have Allen on his game, throwing as well as he can. Mm-hmm. As long as he can get it to Diggs, to Shakir, to Kincaid, you're not going to have any problems. Because the biggest problem in the in the weather is can the quarterback throw the ball through the wind or through the rain or whatever. And even but, even going back to that win game against the Patriots, where you know. Mac throws three passes and they and they run the hell out of the ball. Damian Harris with a big game there as well. It was in the second half the Bills kind of finally realized what everyone was screaming at their TV, which is he can throw in this weather. Right, exactly. And they and and he was able to, and it was just it was too little, too late. I think as well though, you've also seen Allen in very cold conditions. That was the perfect game. Was a yeah. frigid game. Right, and also by the way, unless he signs with another team and uh, they go to the playoffs, that was Bill Belichick's final playoff game. Oh wow. That's tough. Right? Yeah, Robert Kraft is absolutely going to, like, just 180 this. 100%. Oh, yeah. He definitely should. I mean, but Robert Kraft, is he's an aging, old, 
here we go. It's the old days of the NFL. Yeah, but I, but he's been around the NFL long enough that he kind of also knows, like, when you fire a coach, you tip, typically, I'm not saying always, but typically go the exact opposite. Look yeah. at the Bills for a perfect example of this. Rex Ryan, yes, they're both defensive guys, Rex Ryan and Sean McDermott. Rex is loud. He's a lot of predictions. He's a lot of guarantees on with the media and stuff like that. He'll joke around with everybody. So who do they go get? They get, to a certain extent, a very stoic guy. A guy who is just like, look, dude, I eat oatmeal with nothing. And I drink water with nothing. And you're like, oh, all right, <laughs> all right, buddy, all right. Just relax, calm down, just simmer down here. That's who they went. They went 180. Now, they still went defensive, and, and uh, but ultimately that's worked out pretty well for them, especially, you know, look, if they can get over this hump, they can go on a run here. I think that's absolutely true. If they can get past – well. I want to say get past Baltimore, but that's literally the game before the if Super they Bowl. Play, if they play Baltimore, they have the championship <laughs> but, game. Yeah, but if they get past, you know, Kansas City, like if mm-hmm. let's say that's the matchup, if they get past Kansas City, I don't think much is going to stop them. I yeah, I think so too. I'm, I've I've kind of I've ran that scenario in my head. I think Baltimore's a great team, and what they did against San Francisco and Miami is very very impressive. The only team I'd be scared of if so. So let me get this straight: if the, if the Dolphins win. And if the Dolphins win, they're going to Baltimore. They are the six, regardless, un- un- unless Buffalo's upset by Pittsburgh. Well, right, right. But but let in this scenario, Buffalo wins, Miami wins, and then so Houston, Cleveland doesn't have a factor in determining where Miami goes, right? Because Miami's the six seed, yeah, and Houston and Cleveland are four and five. Yes. Okay. Correct. Okay. All right. I just I needed to talk that out of my head because I was like trying to think about it all and I couldn't. 100%, yeah. If, but, if Buffalo but so and that's Miami thing, like, win, Miami's going to Baltimore, and the winner of Cleveland Houston's coming here. The only thing that the only thing that does scare me in this playoffs is Houston. Like I, I, CJ Stroud, it's, it's that rookie and, factor. Yeah, and Nico Collins. Just the way they've been this year, it's they're out there with something to prove. And and I mean, yeah, sure, Baltimore is would be a test, but like I just. I look at Houston and it's like, man, that has like trap game written all over it of, you know, oh, their defense isn't that good and their offense is it's a bunch of rookies. It's And then all of a sudden you just get a CJ Stroud who is on All of a sudden it's it's twenty one nothing and it's the end of the first half and you're like, What's going on? Well, I mean when the Chiefs <laughs> won their first Super Bowl, it literally was them being down every single game. Right. Including to a Houston Texans team, by the way. Yeah, right. So that was the that was when Deshaun Watson was still there and that, that was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, yep. The so year I mean, they beat the Bills because of a bunch of stupid stuff. No, 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 21, 21. They didn't play the Chiefs in the playoffs until even 2020 for the no, AFC no, no, Championship No, 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 I'm talking about the Bills and the Texans. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Where where Deshaun Watson's wrapped up by three guys and he somehow squeaks out and yes. throws the ball. Yeah. How much do you remember about that playoff game? I remember it very vividly because, so, I, I think I've said this before, I was never really like a big, huge football fan when I was growing up as a kid because the Sabres were great. My dad was a bigger hockey fan than a football fan. But that game specifically was one of the first times him and I sat down and like watched a football game together. Yep. Like we had in the past and stuff, but like that game specifically, it was this is all we're doing tonight. We're watching the game. And I remember how livid we were when we're like, we're screaming at the TV. Why mm-hmm. didn't you tackle him? How did you not tackle him? You had three guys on him. And that, that play was demoralizing. That that's, was probably that's the feeling I remember. That was, was probably the most vivid memory from that game. But there was like other stuff too where you, you, like Allen just. Showing off like it, that was like the start of him just showing off his running ability mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So 
They hadn't gotten there as a passer yet. Right. Like, he was still working on his passing. But then there were, every once in a while, you'd get this just bomb that would go down the field. And yeah. you're like, oh, my God, there it is. And then someone I would drop it. I don't but. remember a ton from the game. I, I do remember getting to overtime. I remember being very scared of the kick yep. to get it to overtime just because I'm like, oh, God, no. Like, I don't, I don't need this in my life. Like, I've heard too much about Bills kickers missing kicks in playoffs or Super Bowls. I don't need this one in my life. And so he made it great. They lose. I was upset. But I'm like, all right, like. But in year two of their rookie quarter or of their young quarterback, they got to the playoffs. I feel good. You know the my the one thing I definitively remember was after the game, mm-hmm. a lot of people being like, "Man, I really wish we had a shot at Kansas City." And my immediate reaction was, "Why? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, like right. I was terrified of Kansas City because the Bills that year were, did not score that much. They were not mm-hmm. an elite offense. It was an elite defense and a solid offense that could get it done in moments. But their passing game still left a lot to be desired. I was terrified of the Chiefs the year prior Mahomes first year throws 50 touchdowns the the next year they're kind of just as good they dealt with little injuries but they're kind of just as good and I'm like what do you mean you wanted to see how they would do against them what do you mean the other the other 2020 thing, though was a little different I, I was I didn't yeah, want to see that matchup right because then because then we're feeling good and it's like yeah well, Allen we had 17 more touchdown passes yeah, than the year prior right the other thing that I remember from that Houston game in 2019 was the kickoff where I don't know who it was that was receiving for Houston, but he like didn't go get the ball or like was that the start of the second half? Yeah, because yeah. there was there was a big and then, thing there where we and thought the, the Bills scored a touchdown. Right, and and then that that's what I remember most aside from Deshaun mm-hmm. escape, yes, Deshaun yes. Watson escaping that tackle sequence. That was what I remember most after the game talking to my dad about because we were just livid. We were like, "How the rep? Like what? The, like we we shouldn't be here right now." And I like, remember the it Bills was like scored. very like no one got an explanation. Right, it, it was just. It's, no, you didn't. It's not to the same extent, but it reminds me of no goal. I, I wasn't al- I was alive, but I wasn't coherent for mm-hmm. no goal. But it, it's just like the the league was just kind of like, yeah, like no, 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 that's not the rules. Keep going, keep playing. Just keep and, going, and keep it's going. Just like, and then even after the game, they were just like, yeah, we don't really know what happened. And it's like, what do you mean you don't know what happened? Like, how do you how do you just do that? How do you I, just I, say I, yeah, like that? I remember that was very very weird. Of like, what? Yeah, and then and then like the next couple years, like the rules start to change for kickoffs, and mm-hmm. now of course they're like completely different than they were. But I just remember being so confused and so upset because I'm like, they they definitely just scored a touchdown right there. Like it, they they should be winning right now. Like, you see, oh, you know what else I kind of remember about that too. And this this is my thought, and I don't know if I if I took it that seriously, but I do remember having the thought. I was like, "Huh, Sean McDermott's zero and two in playoff games." Oh yeah, I don't I don't know if I ever really took it seriously. I do just remember it being like, he's lost to two AFC South opponents. One it was twenty seventeen. I I, wow. I barely cared about the playoff game in the sense of like the result. They just made it. I was just I was <laughs> yeah exactly. I was just really happy they made it, but I do remember having that thought. That after they lost, I was like, hmm, they're 0 and 2, and they held quite a bit of a lead in this game. I think they for, were 16 and no, they were, it was 16 to nothing in like the second quarter. For that first game, it was like the Jacksonville game. It's like, okay, we're here. Just it, happy to what, be here. Just happy to be here. Second one was, okay, we're happy to be back after a bad season. Maybe you could win. Like, and then obviously, twenty twenty was like you better win this game. Yeah, twenty twenty. It was against the Colts, if I remember correctly. Yes, and I remember being very nervous. I was driving home from work at the time. I was working at Delta Sonic. The only two and we times all got off that day. Like, we we got off like an hour before the game, so everyone could get home. And I remember me and my boss just talking to each other. And we're both like, they they can't lose to the Colts, right? And like, and like I wasn't nervous until the day of. 
and then talking to my boss, and I'm like, yeah, they can't lose to the Colts. Like, they have to win that game. <laughs> I watched that game in a Chili's. The only two times nice. that the seven seed has ever covered the spread was the two That's Bills right. games. Yep. That's right. Because, yeah. yeah, seven seed hasn't even beaten the two seed yet nope. within the new playoffs. That's right. And, and yeah, I, I remember I was so, oh, man, I was so nervous with that game. Because, I mean, it was late. The Bills, again, held another lead, and they let the Colts kind of climb back into it. Because initially, Diggs has a gorgeous deep ball touchdown, and you're like, yeah, here we go, baby. Here's the, you know, 13-3 behemoth of the Bills. Like, they, they were monsters that year. That game, that game was stressful. Yeah, my, re- my favorite playoff game, though, even I mean, partially because it's a win, is the week following. It's against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. The Teron Johnson pick six, oh, Josh. I don't, I don't know if you remember what you were doing. I vividly remember. Okay. Vividly. <laughs> oh, man. Like the, uh, Number one, that was a game, you know, you're, you're taking on last year's MVP. It kind of feels mm-hmm. like, all right, he, yeah, like, yes, these are the two faces of the 2018 draft class. These are the guys, not Darnold, not Rosen, not Baker. It's these guys. Yep. It's our guys. And then it's a defensive struggle. It It, it is a just, it's, it's a, you know, it's a smash mouth football. It's painful. And I just, like, the drive Lamar was going on, I'm like, oh. All right, here we go. Like it's, it's going to be tied up here in a second. You know, Josh has got to respond. And in 2020, you know, they were pretty good at just like they scored on on at will. So I was feeling somewhat good. And I remember at the time we had a pug. His name was Capone, and he used to sit on my laps. And usually, me and my dad would go out to a bar in Lockport to watch the games. But during COVID, you know, a lot of time we were staying at home. So we're staying at home. It's just me and him. I've got my dog on my lap, little guy, and he's just hanging out. He's sleeping, not barely caring. And Teron picks it off, and I don't react for like a full second. I just, I was like, oh, 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 we still got room. And I just, I freak out. My dog's head like jerks up. He's like, what's happening? What's going on? <laughs> and then I remember, because I was going to stand up, and I'm like, I can't. Like, I got a dog <laughs> on my lap. So, like, I'm holding him. I'm in this weird spot. Like, my dad's up. He's like fist bumping because Teron's running. And I just, I like, I will never forget that moment. Because then, as well, it's late enough in the game where you're thinking, they're going to go to the AFC Championship game. Yep. Like, it wasn't late enough yet. I mean, of course, we then have, like, the next drive where um, Lamar ends up actually getting hurt, and then the feeling really set in. I'm like, they're going to go to the AFC Championship game. But that was that was the first feeling I've ever had, even as a sports fan, to be perfectly honest with you, of feeling like my, my team's going to win a, a championship. I was, um, I was working down – so I went to school in Fredonia, and I was working at one of the stations that carries it along the Buffalo Bills na- radio network. I was working at that station, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. airing the game. And I was like the only person. I was the only person there, and I'm literally running around the building, just yeah. screaming my head off because they just scored the the touchdown. And I was the only one. There. I was calling my friends. All my friends are watching the game. I got stuck working it, and I'm just like, "Oh my god! Like what just happened? Like it was it, it it was such a cool feeling, but also like not because I was like, man, I wish I was like you know somewhere. You wish you like, wish I wish you were I wasn't people. I wish I wasn't working. I, yeah. or I wish I wasn't alone. I should hundred percent. Like, but but so I was just kind of like. Celebrating by myself and then calling everybody and nobody was answering because they're all celebrating. <laughs> they're all celebrating. <laughs> but that oh. that Colts game though, my friends and I we went out like to hang out like the day of the game, and we like grossly mistimed how long it was going to take us to get home. Beautiful. Or or, what, or maybe we forgot the time of the kickoff. I can't really remember. Mm-hmm. But then we're like, oh, we're not going to be home in time. What are we going to do? And then like we were driving around and we we're like, well, we're kind of hungry. And then we were like, let's go to Chili's. Yeah. And we just watched the game in Chili's. It was it was hilarious. Do we have to take a quick time out here as we get you ready for Sabres Live coming up at noon? Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, hanging out here on the Extra Point Show. You're listening to WGR.
Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt hanging out here for a quick final segment. Get ready for Sabres Live coming up at 12. Do want to remind you to join WGR for a special extended playoff edition of Sports Talk Saturday. This Saturday, of course, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. I'll be on air from 10 to 12, followed by Derek Kramer from 12 to 3. As the home of the Bills, get ready for the wild card weekend that is brought to you by Expert Contracting. Expert Contracting for wind damage. Call 716-272-ROOF. Real quick, final segment here, Josh. We do have a Sabres game tonight. I'm going. I'm very You're excited. going. Pre-game at 6, puck drop at 7 o'clock. Jeff Skinner, week-to-week injury. He did get that imaging done, mm-hmm. so it looks like now it's going to be a little bit longer term than initially was thought yesterday. They take on Ottawa tonight, though. Please, please, please bring up Yuri Kulik. Just do it. I, I, know, I know that Kyle Poso mm-hmm. and Victor Olsen are there. Oh, some other good news, though. Kyle Oposo will be returning to the lineup oh, for the well, Sabres tonight. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I, that's why I, I wanted to bring that up. I, I was like, oh, wait a second, wait a second. Yeah, no. So never mind. I was just going to say, though, like, put put Kulik in there, see what he can do. We went I mean, to the game on Tuesday night, we did. me and you. That was and an awesome start. Yeah. And that it, was about it. It was the best 15 minutes? 10 minutes. 10 minutes to start well, a game the Sabres say, had all year. You could say over the whole game, there was, like, 15 minutes of, like, Wow. Like they are, they're That's playing them. incredibly well. They look great. Seattle is on the back foot. They don't know what to do, and it got away from them real quick. And and mainly, Devin Levi had to make about three saves. I, I he mean, did had to make them. Yeah, and they didn't. There get were two them. goals that it was like, all right, what are you going to do? Yeah, like, but the the last goal, the fifth goal, Beneers goal, where he's coming down the wing and he just kind of throws it at the net. That's that. Yeah, that's that like was... that's like the the period on the night. Absolutely. And just a very, very tough night. Hopefully they can get back in the win column tonight against Tonight's- the Ottawa Senators, a team also not having a very good season at all. They're Games in the black like and reds. They're yeah. in the black and reds, which yeah. has not been good this year. But they it's used to Ottawa. score six. Um, yes, it's they used to Ottawa. score six goals a night when they wore those. Yeah, things. you know what they used to do against Ottawa when they wore these things back in two thousand six? Well, beat them yeah. like bad. Yeah. So I, I for one. I'm, ex- I'm excited because games against Ottawa are always fun. That is very, like, very true. It, there's a rivalry there, like a budding. Li- it's kind of like the rivalry that's kind of starting up with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. It's it's all right there. You're wearing the black and reds. It's going to feel like 2006. I, I, I'm I'm excited about that part of it. I just hope that the performance is there on the ice. It's going to look great, but I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> More Sabres talk coming up next with Sabres Live. You're listening to WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.